This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of the Andy and Len uh, Show podcast. Coming to you, uh, not live, but uh, direct from Belfast and Northern Ireland, right around the world uh, on your favourite podcast directories. Uh, We've got a couple of topics today. Uh, The second one is the Boltzmann brain, but the first one is over to Len for a bit of an introduction on it. What is it? Oh, this is uh, the Woolwich Foot Tunnel Anomaly. The Woolwich Foot Tunnel Anomaly. What's what's all that about then? Which, well, apart from that being a word, I I don't think I can actually pronounce it. What, an- anomaly? anomaly? Ano- yeah, it's one of those words. Like a sea anomaly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yes, well, at the risk of kind of rambling, I've always had a fascination for subterranean stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Often military, but anything, it's, it's probably, there's probably some weird Freudian <laughs> explanation for I wouldn't it, really worry about that it's yeah. probably not something we really want to go into in, in a podcast that's for a fam- family audience yeah uh, but yeah. Um, yeah I've always had a fascination for underground stuff now I came across a really interesting website um, it's called Portals of London right portalsoflondon.com my one of my chums told me about it yeah and what it basically is is it's this idea that in london there's portals to other worlds right uh-huh. so it, it's it's to do with have you ever heard of psychogeography uh yeah no which no, is an, psychogeography psychogeography it's it's very all kind of arty and intellectual but it's yeah. basically this idea that um will self and all right would be under that sort of stuff it's this idea that you know there's almost like a psychic imprint or landscape in cities. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's all very complicated. Okay. We'll not get into it. Like, but, no. Um, yeah, portals of London. And the idea is that people are wandering around London and accidentally walking into hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, you know, walking, again, time slips, walking into the nighttime century and, you know, um, coming across little kingdoms of elves and stuff like that it's all a bit weird right you know? i okay. think maybe people have been possibly smoking the old wacky wacky baggy i don't know like no, well, the we old, wouldn't uh, be recommending that the old jazz course. cigarettes but yeah. um no it's very interesting now some people think it could just be a guy doing a bit of an art project yeah it's kind of almost like creative writing right okay or some people think it's real yeah. anyway, i don't know but one guy that does think it's real is have you ever heard of a guy called um ben the porter no. Ben the Porter is he's a big deal on, on YouTube and the whole kind of conspiracy stroke UFO yeah, uh-huh. kind of side of things. Now he's a, a former NHS porter. Right, okay. Um who has a blog called Hapanwa. Called what? what? Ha, ha, it, it's 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 like an acronym. Right. It stands for Hospital Porters Against uh-huh. the New World Order. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh and he does all his weird kind of conspiracy David Ike type stuff and uh-huh. ufos and all that sort of stuff but he, he did a quite a good video um he put it up i think it was september 2018 right he decided yeah. to investigate you can look this up on youtube if you want yeah. like you know but um he decided to investigate the whole thing around the willich fit tunnel because he came across this website the portals of london so what was strange about the willich fit tunnel well the fit tunnel now i gave you some stats 
a way just to kind of get yeah, a bit of an idea of it. Now it was it was um, opened up in October nineteen twelve, so it's been around a long time. Yeah. Now it's one thousand six hundred fifty feet long, and the tunnel is eleven feet in diameter. Uh, access to the tunnel is via, via winding stairs inside the vertical shafts. Northern shaft is one hundred twenty six steps and sixty four feet deep, and it goes from one end of the Thames to the other. Uh, 49 feet under the River Thames. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whenever it's been on the go since 1912, there's no issue, nothing. Yeah. It was just uh-huh. it's a fit tunnel. Like, you yeah. know, it's very, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you get a few sort of dodgy characters maybe hanging around. Mitching. Mitching about, you know, yeah. but it's not real, any real issues. Like, you know, but it all went allegedly peak tongue in 2011. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because there was repair jobs, it was closed off and you know these repairs were, were, were getting done yeah uh-huh. but strange things started to happen what there's like? a kind of um one of the guys that was working on the on the repair job in the tunnel he put it on uh portals of london and i'll quote uh, he said i was one of the first ones to experience it we were working from both ends as it were and had tents on both sides of the river mm-hmm. it was pretty basic if you wanted something from the other side you just had to walk it through the tunnel uh, the foreman was on the other side and he radios me to ask me across to go and do something on the other end. So this guy walks through the tunnel yeah. um, and he says it's slightly spooky because there's nobody else down there because obviously there's work going on and it was there's not like fit passengers yeah. there. Uh-huh. Um, so he goes to, it, it takes a wee while. I think it normally takes about 10 months or so. Uh, just right. over 10 yeah. months to sort of walk the distance. Um, so he, he walks along for time months, pops up, um, and he says to the foreman, right, I'm here. Uh-huh. And the foreman just goes wide. Right. And he's like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of semi-freaks out and jumps. And he says, this guy, the worker that's doing this big blog, he says, well, what, what's what the, are you okay? Like, yes. Uh-huh. You don't sit your same about jump either. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the guy says, but... I only radioed you 30 seconds ago. Right. How, how did you get across? Were you <laughs> there already? Yeah. It's like, no, I've been walked from the other side of the river. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it, it was almost like a semi-argument because yeah. uh-huh. the, the, the foreman kind of got a bit annoyed of him. He says, like, is this some sort of prank? Because it's uh-huh. not really very funny. We've yeah. got a serious job. You know? <laughs> serious job. Um, here. So the same thing happened. He says, like, go back the other end and, you know, there's work in the other end. So... Whenever you get to the other end, radio me to let you know the other, other end again. Yeah. Uh-huh. 30 seconds later, from the four months point of view. Right. Uh-huh. He says, oh, I'm on the other end. Yeah. He's like, uh-huh. what do you mean you're at the other end? Yeah. You've only just left. Uh-huh. So this went on, and loads of people who were working the job started experiencing the same thing. Right. And it got very, very weird because time started to distort. People would go down the tunnel for what they thought was ours, yeah. and only a few minutes would go past. Right. <laughs> so, that, that could be, yeah, that could be rather annoying if you're, you know, signing up for an eight-hour day and you go down, and you think, well, that's the end of it, and then you come back up and they say, no, you've only been down there for ten minutes. Well, yeah, you're yeah, back to work. Yeah, you're there it, for three weeks. It, it caused Mary hell with overtime and, yeah. and time sheets and stuff like that. He says people started experimenting. Some of the guys camped out in there to see how long they could. Um, three days and nights was yeah. the longest, uh-huh. and yet they still came back at the same moment they left. Uh-huh. 
Um, and it freaked the site manager out because he was having a nightmare of the timetables. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest problem, he says, was making sure that if anyone from head office came down, it wouldn't look like he was sending people home 10 minutes after they logged on. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Um, <laughs> Peter, uh, he was this Bulgarian guy that was working with him. Yeah. He said um, he thought of a, uh, he thought of a little experiment. So one morning, before anybody else went down the tunnel, he tied a long rope round his waist, yeah, and right. he handed the other end to some of the other guys. He set off down the tunnel, mm-hmm. and then one of the other guys followed him down as far as the bottom of the stairs, and then stopped and watched him walk down the tunnel. Yeah, uh, and he says, "Don't put your foot off the stairs. Don't step in the tunnel." Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy's watching the Bulgarian guy. And he's got something in his pocket, a sacred signal from when he's across the river when he gets to the surface. When the others say he surfaced, they're supposed to shout at the guy that's writing us and pull on the rope. Yeah. So he's nailing down and craning his head down so he can watch the Bulgarian walk around the curve because there's like a little curve as you go along. It's not completely straight. Um, and he says he's just about to round the curve out of sight. It hasn't been long, just a minute or so, round the same time it took us to walk down the steps. So this guy felt the rope round him tighten, and then the lads were sent always across, waving a red flag. Right. Uh, and then he could still see him. Yeah, yeah. And then he stops, turned round, and he's looking at me. He said his hand slowly reaches under his big jacket pocket and pulls out the edge of this large red flag. Um, the look on his face apparently haunted him. He says nobody's that good an actor. He said his face um, <laughs> was just showed complete fear. Yeah. And this guy was always a bit of a big Bulgarian Eastern European bloke. He was always joking, sort of big horror bloke, you know. Mm-hmm. But he was showing complete fear. Um, so, yes. Um, very freaky things like that were going on. But the, the weird thing is this didn't continue after the tunnel was repaired, did it? Well, yeah, the tunnel apparently was reopened in early 2012. And since then, no time discrepancies have been reported since that did. Ben the Porter, in his YouTube video that he did, I think it was in, I think he went down in September twenty eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did an experiment, and it's all on YouTube, and right. it, but nothing happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, a few kids sort of menaced him on bikes, and that was about it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting. I don't know. Say to be honest, I think it's not cobblers to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, f- I think what it's. The site porters of, of London is probably interesting from the point of view of fiction. Um, there's a big thing on the internet now, people talk about collaborative fiction. Yeah. Where uh-huh. people send in their own little stories and it becomes, you can almost create like a kind of little kind of myth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, almost like H.P. Lovecraft and his chums created the, the myth of the, 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 the Necronomicon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they even when he died, people started kept writing their way stories that created this whole kind of mad world. So it's, I mean, I don't think, to be honest, you know, there is any reality of it. You know, I think it'd be nice, it'd be nice if there was. Yes, but mm-hmm. I don't think there is. Yeah. But I think it's more interesting. Porters of London is interesting from the point of view of it's almost like a new form of kind of collaborative project. Yeah, people are mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, a really interesting website, portalsoflondon.com. It is. If, yeah. yeah, if you want to go and have a look at that, very good. Yeah. You could probably do. But Podcast just and not just you know yeah, roads uh-huh. to hell and all that sort roads of stuff. Roads to yeah. hell are paved yeah, with yeah, good yeah. intentions. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to cover another thing, uh, and this has been all the way through lockdown. This has kind of been been melting my head a bit. Um, it's called Boltzmann Brains. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of a Boltzmann Brain? No, what's that? 
Well, do you ever wonder, is everything that you're experiencing in life just a dream? Is it all just part of the matrix? Is it all just, you know, what is it they call it? Uh, simulation. 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 Uh, isn't it? We're going to do a podcast sometime on the simulation theory, aren't There's, we? Yes, because it sort of it does tie in a little bit to the it's a follow on from the Mandela effect. Mandela effect we did last week. You can you know check that out uh, if you want. Uh, Weirdly enough, dot com or website for that. Yeah. Um, well, you know the theory: an infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters and an infinite amount of time. Uh, would be able to write the complete works of Shakespeare. Is that true or is that... That can't be true. Well, somebody set up a, a simulation of this. Another simulation. But it was a simulation of this on uh, on the internet. And they had all these like virtual monkeys typing. And they would maybe do one word. Or, or the first three words... And it would take, you know, 300, 400 years. Are you winding me up? Is that the thing? Do people have, like, virtual monkeys, like, top of Yeah, uh, yeah, virtual, um, I don't know what it's called, virtual Shakespeare monkey generator or something. How how do they sort of, I mean, how how does that even work? I mean, how how do they get to the the works of Shakespeare? Do they knock off a few airport novels sort of along the way? Well, they would knock off, yeah, they would do that, certainly. Um... It's called the infinite monkey theory, uh, isn't it? Of course, the, the monkeys at the at the typewriters, um, and uh, uh, there's a story here actually from 2011 that uh, um, monkeys do, doing it online on, on a simulator created 99 percent of of Shakespeare's work. So just it's just the randomness of it. Throw enough whatever at at the wall mm. and eventually someone's going to stick it it's going to be the right the right thing anyway getting back to what what i was talking about earlier and the boltzmann brain i'm, I'm trying to open up my notes here um oh where have, where have i gone uh it's a physics thought experiment and it's named after a guy called ludwig boltzmann he didn't come up with the theory but he came up with a theory in the 19th century um, which was his way of trying to explain er, uh, the the low entropy state of the universe. So don't worry about all that because I don't know what it means. But anyway, the theory, uh, the Boltzmann brain theory, is that over an extremely large amount of time, um, over an infinite amount of time, in an infinitely huge universe with an infinite number of of particles and atoms floating about, by chance those atoms will come together in just the right form in the middle of a, of a of some void out in the universe to create a brain a fully functioning brain with thoughts and pre-programmed experiences and and uh live a life in the brain so it's really just a collection of chemical pulses and and things but the brain is, is sitting there imagining that it's gone through this this life and it's living this life and it's tasting and uh, seeing and hearing and smelling Mm. uh, and all those things it might only happen for for a fraction of a millisecond that all these atoms come together but because time kind of blends and and and, uh, merges and changes it it could seem to the brain that it's lived an entire life that's fascinating but the, the fascinating thing is 
but scientists it used to be you know kind of laughed at and, and thought of as this this thought experiment but scientists are starting to come together now and say actually the chance of life coming together on a planet and and becoming human and becoming sentient is actually less likely than a Boltzmann brain being produced it's it's more likely that a Boltzmann brain is existing out in space somewhere than life on, on this planet. That's like almost like in 2001 when you've got the star child that's kind of disembodied. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Do you know that in a weird kind of way, you know what that reminds me of? Um, have you ever seen the interview that it was, um, what do you call it? He's like a Northern Irish breakfast TV presenter kind of chubby guy him and Holmes that's the one yeah, yeah. Uh, affable <laughs> affable yeah but I wouldn't get on the wrong side of him why do you think he could turn honestly I think so he was <laughs> did you ever say him interviewing David Icke right no you should no. check it out on YouTube it's hours long is it yeah, yeah. hours he was long been under, uh, he was interviewed David Icke um, during a heat wave right. sitting there in the studio sweating um but David Icke always says this thing. He always says, um, "We are merely um, infinite energy, yeah. having <laughs> a physical experience." And your man, the Eamon Holmes, he didn't really know what to make of this. He was a bit sort of like, "Come <laughs> off with David, you know." Yeah, yeah. And David Icke said something that got me thinking. He says, "Well, you see that chair that you're sitting on at the yeah. moment? Uh-huh. Is that solid?" And your man was like, "Well, of course it is." And he says, "Well, that's no, not." Right. He says, "If you basic GCSEO level." Like science, yeah, says mm-hmm. it's just like little atoms, atoms, yeah, all at a certain vibration together, yeah, yeah. So nothing's actually solid, right? So it was like, ah, oh, think about it, ah, yeah. ah. So yeah, yeah, maybe that ties into boats. We're all just infinite energy, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. coming together, you know. They say it would take an incredibly long amount of time for for the possibility of this to happen. Hmm. And they're starting to talk about now universes being multidimensional and, and there being other universes and other dimensions out there. So, it, it, you know, the theories that it could happen out yeah. in other dimensions and things. But they say it would take 10 to the power of 53 years uh, for this to happen. Now, that's I, I think that's a 10 with 53 zeros at the end of it. So there isn't even a word yeah, yeah. for that. The, the earth uh, or, or the, the universe been around for what they think is 14 billion years so it's 14 and what seven zeros behind it this is 53 zeros so it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, an incredible amount of time but if you're a Boltzmann brain maybe your Boltzmann brain is thinking that the universe is only 14 million years or billion years old maybe it's only telling you that and maybe it's actually not you say I do you know what my kind of take on things these days is question everything Yes, <laughs> because like you know, one thing that I again, this is future maybe f- f- fodder for a podcast. Um, you get these ideas all the time, but this idea that the timeline's been messed up of history <laughs> because there was a Russian guy that came up with this idea that we're actually living in the 18th century. Because there's a lot of people that say the Middle Ages didn't exist. That didn't happen, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and it was you know, it's like how do we actually know? You know we're living in such and such yeah. uh-huh. it's an artificial the, the idea that we're in 2020 is an artificial concept yeah. anyway uh-huh. if you were jewish or islamic or you know whatever 
they'd have their own years. That's yes, just uh-huh. AD, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's um, it's the idea that the timeline was kind of messed around with yeah. uh-huh. at some point. You know, that's quite an interesting idea. Like, you know. the, the anomaly of the tunnel, that was interesting. That was time being bent. And then the brain sitting out in space somewhere, you know. Well, I play some nice mind the other day I, I, I don't know if it's good I think people are starting to think I'm a nutcase maybe I am a nutcase but well you do um, this podcast well this is it <laughs> yeah it's a, our, our little folly yeah um, but I said this guys and this is true because I, I heard it on Radio 4 one time partly it was maybe the Infinite Monkey Kids actually one time yeah Um, I'm not really keen on your man that you spend day right he's a bit sort of it's an infinite number of monkeys, isn't it? Typing the, the typewriters, yeah, that's yeah. where that comes from, the name yeah. infinite monkey cage, but yeah. But anyway, apparently colour perception is like fingerprints and no two people perceive colour the same way. Yeah, well I've often thought about that. I've often thought, do people hear sounds the same? Do people mm. smell smells the same? You know, because we all know what like freshly baked bread smells like, but there, maybe there's some people out there that think it smells like dog poo. Yeah. Do you know what kind of always freaks me out? And this is the thing you see when you're doing all this podcast and you notice <laughs> your voice. Right. Uh-huh. Because you see my voice when it, I... That's not what I'm hearing in my head. I know, yeah. Do, do you... Yeah. Yes, to a point, yeah. Uh-huh. Because... I don't know if it's the distortion, but my voice sounds quite deep on that. What distortion? This right. is professional w- equipment. Would you agree that objectively, <laughs> right, my voice sounds quite deep in the recording? But it does in real life too. Um, do you know what I say in my head? It doesn't. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I've, I've like, because I, I, I noticed this during the course of puberty. Right. Because people used to say, oh, I've got a big deep voice. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Because uh-huh. in my head it sounds... Trust me, I, I know I'm rambling, yeah. but this is there is a point that I'll ask, like, you know, in my head it sounds quite high, yeah, uh-huh. but it's always a shock because you, you know, it sounds deeper and, and when it's recorded, yeah, and it's that's perception, you know, it's like perception of color, perception of, of hearing stuff, yeah. you know, uh-huh. over I don't know if it's a psychological or a physical thing why people, that happens to people, you know, yeah. interestingly. Very interesting two topics. Uh, if you're uh, touched by uh, what we've discussed today, get in touch. Uh, studio podcast. It's not studio app. It's podcast at weirdlyenough.com. Uh, we're all over social media as well. Search for us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, do subscribe. If you like the podcast, like it. Leave a positive review. We would really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back again, hopefully, fingers crossed, next week. Unless lockdown happens again, of course. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.